Hey, this is Zodiac. It's time to talk about Evangelion. In this episode, well, it's pretty much a clip show. But they do do some stuff where they do show it as being, like, kind of framed as a report to Sele about Nerve's actions. So, about halfway through the episode, or just about halfway through the episode, Gendo is getting questioned by Sele. And he's like, whatever do you mean? And they're like, come the fuck on. And he's like, uh... What's going on with the 11th angel? And he's like, um, I don't know if you were there, but I just listed off 10 angels. And not an 11th. And they're like, look, you're full of shit again, though. And he's like, nope. If you just check the logs, I'm being totally 100% clear of shit. No shit here. No ten, no 11th angel. Don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. It doesn't matter what I'm talking about anyways, because everything's going according to plan. And everything's going according with the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is, seems to be how they're predicting angel attacks also, which is interesting. He's like, well, imagine I didn't record nothing, so nothing happened, right? That's a little bit dubious, but they're like, eh, fine, if it's gonna go, if it's going according to plan, whatever, I guess you gotta do everything you gotta do. Just, come on, don't, we're not gonna punish you this time, but like, we mean this time. Look, next time we catch you doing some shit, you're gonna have to pay for it. We cut to Ray delivering some poetry. Her poetry is about self and about being human and what that's about. Put a pin in that. Remember this. We'll come back to it. Ray is in Unit 1, and Shinji is in Unit 0. They kind of switched units for now. Asuka's there, too. She, they're just doing sync tests to make sure everything's okay. Asuka doesn't seem to be testing anything, though. She seems to just be sitting in her Ava while the others are getting tested, just so she doesn't feel left out. She's like, why aren't I getting the sync test like them? And they're like, uh, because you wouldn't want to pilot anyone's Ava? They appeal to her ego, which is enough for her to, like, drop the subject. She also keeps popping up on comms being an asshole. Like, oh, it feels like you were in her womb, doesn't it, Shinji? She gets on Shinji a lot in this episode, and unbeknownst to Asuka, she's actually... How she behaves in the next two episodes is very much... Asuka's used very well for storytelling purposes in these next two episodes. Pay attention to a lot of the stuff Asuka says and does, because she kind of puts things into perspective from, like, an outsider looking into this situation. It's also kind of like the writer trying to explain things through Asuka. They both mention that the plug suits smell like the other person that's used to being in them. And I think that that's interesting because they're in liquid. How can they smell anything? I think they mean it, they, it tastes like each other, but that's just a bit weird and creepy. You don't want to say this. Oh, this tastes like my friend. Your taste and smell, like, senses are connected, you know? So, like, sometimes you'll smell something so fucking foul you can taste it. I think that's what's going on here. Like, so they're doing this to test to see if the dummy system will work, which is one of their many options, which I think is a bad idea. The person that's uh, the tech that's also talking to Ritzko thinks it's a bad idea but at the same time it's like look we need all the options we can get something might happen to one of the pilots we might need to put a dummy system in place the Ava Ray's Ava kind of contaminates uh, Shinji's mind with just hard hits of Ray's memories and Shinji disconnects from the Ava's nerves nervous system and the Ava goes fucking bonkers why does this happen who is the Ava trying to attack we don't know. Trying to sync with more than one person is probably not the best idea for these things. Uh, once they get used to you, they get used to you. And there's a reason that they get used to you. And having somebody else in there is a fucking cataclysmic mistake, whether they know that or not. We'll just leave it at that for now. Also, at the end of the episode, Ray is just walking in some spooky corridors with a lance of Loginus. No big deal. Only it's the biggest deal. What is she doing? That's what the name of that bident she's carrying is called. It's called the Lance, Lance of Loginus. We're going to see tons of those later on in the show. And mostly in the rebuilds. We're going to see Lances of Loginus fucking pouring out of every orifice of that show. This is for the Atom Project. We find out a teensy bit more about the Atom Project in the next episode. Which is mostly to do with growing up, adulthood, and Misato. The trailers for, like, the next time on, Evangelion, kind of just makes the, that next episode seem like Masato needs to get dicked down. That's not... 
that's not it they mentioned oh my goodness we have two new lakes thank you angels angels always giving us so many gifts like two lakes nobody asked for also uh big bird lets gendo know that uh, yo the the higher ups are really are pissed at you also there's a motherfucker snooping around and they're like eh whatever we can use that to our advantage and gendo is insistent that shut up everything's going according to plan i read the dead sea scrolls everything's going according to plan the timeline is syncing up he's like yeah but we're doing a bunch of things at once he's like fuck shut up shut up we're doing everything fine everything's fine and they're like what about ray he's like this is the second time that he ray was mentioned that he kind of gave a non-answer because he's he's concerned about ray a lot and it's like why kaji is the motherfucker that's doing some undercover work i'm assuming that's who they're talking about in the helicopters about yeah we can use him his undercover work kind of leads him in all sorts of weird areas in this episode do you know it's a shady business but then again like gendo's whole fucking mo is shady business so it's like if somebody's being shady to somebody who's shady can that is that like a wash asuka leaves a really horrible voicemail to kaji to get his attention where she's pretending to be assaulted so he'd pay attention to her he doesn't yeah he probably gets messages like this all the time he's probably fall falling for it once or twice but he's at this point like man not nah, i'm not falling this shit again he probably just sees her number and just sends that shit to voicemail right away or he just deletes her messages without listening to them one of asuka's classmates convinces her to go out on a date with this dude who is a med student now, I know Asuka has taken some classes in college, but I don't think Asuka is old enough to be dating some motherfucking med student. But Asuka fuck finds him boring and kind of bails on the date. There's a wedding coming up. Speaking of dates and bailing, again, the theme of this episode is about mature maturity and growing up, right? And relationships. So we have Asuka, who's too immature to go on this grown-ass date with this grown-ass man who is boring. And then you have Masato, who is kind of struggling with her own maturity. Her friends are all getting married. She's like, ah, why is everybody in a rush to get married? And it's kind of kind of setting up like marriage is kind of, you know, having the family. It's kind of like Misato is not growing up because she hasn't also pursued those things. That's not the case. Misato, I think, is a totally capable uh, adult. The thing is, is she, though? She drinks in the morning. She has a she doesn't take care of her house. She has somebody else do her laundry for her. She's very immature still in a lot of ways. I just don't think that, you know, having family isn't a band-aid is going to fix her boo-boo. Shinji is staring a lot at Rei now. Ever since he had that really weird situation with her in the, uh, where her memories force themselves onto his consciousness, he's kind of just staring at her a bunch. They said there was no mental contamination, but it probably still weighs on him. This kid is, he overthinks everything. So uh, also he saw her ring out a wash rag and later is like, yo, you rang that out like a mom, son. Okay, so I need you to take that information and hold on to it. I know I tell you guys to do that a lot, but trust me. Shinji and Ray are in the elevator, you know, at work. This is where you have the water cooler talk. You don't have them at water coolers, because I've never actually seen a water cooler in Nerve HQ. But these these elevator rides, and these elevator rides are where the shit happens. Shit goes down. Shinji asks Ray, hey, uh, so um, I'm going to go hang out with the old man later, you know, be dudes, be guys. And uh, what is he into? Is he, like, any sports teams? Is he listening to any new bands lately? And Ray's just like, is that why you'd be fucking staring at me all day? And he's like, yeah, that, and you just give me maternal vibes man i don't know what it is maybe it's because you're taking care of yourself and you're fully functioning like for a teenager like as far as on that next adult level and i can't cope with that because i am not like that and nobody i know is like that except for you maybe or i don't know maybe it's just because i was inside of your robot womb yesterday i don't know it's a lot it's a lot to, to take in um but anyway my dad 
And she's like, I don't know. What the fuck? He don't talk to me. He's like, but I saw you talking to him. He smiled. That's how we found out that Shinji's going to go hang with his dad later. It's not as fun as going to a softball game or playing catch or something or having a barbecue. They're going to go, you know, to the mo- to his mom's grave. He's worrying about that. So he's laying in bed and Misato comes up to him and she's like, she gives him that raw inspirational advice. And I swear to God, every time uh, Misato gets into these moves where she drops a line of wisdom like this, she's the most motivational motherfucker on this show. The whole thing is her struggling with her her own immaturity, right? But goddamn, the stuff that she says, the, the way she keeps going... The, and the motivational shit that she she has to say it's just like how can you think you're immature when you have this kind of thought process you know what i mean yeah you're immature in some places but you're immature where it counts where she's telling shinji he mustn't run away which is like his catchphrase they drop that in the next in the netflix dub for some reason and she also says that you know whenever you take a step you just got to take another one and keep going and i was like yo that's so uh two guys chilling at a gravesite shinji's there and he mentions that he doesn't even remember his mom's face nothing and uh his dad was like yeah men uh have to fucking swallow their emotions shinji grow up be a man Again, it's talking about growing up and maturity and coming into adulthood. And uh, in the new one, they they change it to me like more like gender neutrals, like people. But his dad is pretty much saying big boys don't cry to Shinji. Also that, you know, you need to adopt the Kylo Ren philosophy, which at this point, Kylo Ren has a fictional cult going on where like almost where everybody is 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 uh, talking about his philosophy of uh, fucking get, get rid of the past, burn it if you have to. And it seems that's what uh, this guy has done to the pictures of his wife, probably. And probably her corpse. So he's like, anyway, I gotta go, bye. So it's not really spending a day together. He didn't really have to worry about this. He's bet like 10 minutes with his dad tops before a helicarrier like shows up and takes him away. With Ray inside, which if your dad kind of bails on you on your, you know, visit to your mom's grave to go hang out with Ray your classmate you'd probably feel some kind of way about that i think um oscar's like yo if you just hate your dad why don't you fucking say it i think he hated his dad but he's because he got praised once he's so like chasing that dragon of getting praised again and being like being a son to a father that he's like trying his hardest not to hate his dad that's what this is about this is about him trying to reconnect with his dad and it's like yeah it's not gonna happen unless your name is ray that's just not gonna work fam there's reasons for that but like i said you'll find out later shinji plays show and here's something again i remember i was like oscar pay attention to Asuka, she mentions like you know oh i didn't know you played cello and he's like oh i just picked it up because i was told to play to play it and then i never stopped playing it because nobody told me to stop that's incredibly important part of shinji's character i'm just following orders of shinji's whole fucking life and how he deals with that and how he wonders like what can he do for himself like, there's a lot of conflicting emotions inside of shinji which if you're watching this as a preteen or like you know as a teenager it resonates a lot with you shinji's bullshit i mean you shouldn't like look up to shinji as a role model because oh no uh, he's just as stuck in the shit as you are. But it, I guess as a teenager, it could be cathartic to have somebody you can relate to on this level. But definitely, the Masato. Masato's the person you should be looking up. She's a realistic role model. Even though she's not doing that great either. Just follow her motivational speeches. I think she does good speeches more than she lives her life. <laughs> so we go to the, I don't want to say wedding reception, but they're definitely at an after party, I guess, at a bar. And Kaji mentions that he, him and uh, Ritsuko used to fuck around. They used to do that in school. So I'm assuming like in like early in college they used to fuck around with each other but that didn't work out he actually had a serious relationship with masato it ended we, we find out why it ended later i thought that it was just because maybe kaji was such a fucking dog that he probably was just chasing some tail 
and that ended the relationship but it actually was Masato who ended the relationship because she thought Kaji was too much like her dad which is like I don't know Kaji seems to Kaji seems to be a lot more present than she described her father so I don't know where she got that from but I guess that he's really like married to his work like his work is very important to him like Kaji is doing all this stuff throwing himself Masato and it seems like the stuff with Masato is partially a game like he's just toying with her but the thing he really cares about is his job and from that perspective I can kind of see where she's coming from like you don't care about me you just care about my job and maybe getting a little ass from time to time so yeah she broke up with him because she was too much like that she also kind of has like a breakdown in the street she gets too drunk and Kaji's taking her home where she pretty much she degrades herself she's like you know I suck I'm too immature you know I was afraid of growing up I still am I don't think I'm good enough to be Shinji's guardian I feel like I'm just like Shinji and I think that we all have that feeling as adults, right? Like, that you still feel at some points, fuck, I didn't grow at all. I'm still in the same place that I was. But Masato, there's little things that, no, Masato has grown up. The words of wisdom she gives to Shinji. Uh, the fact that she had the idea to take him in in the first place. The fact that something that Kaji brings up is she's wearing heels now. I thought it was just Kaji having a thing for heels. But it, what he means is, like, that's a sign of maturity. She would have never been that mature when I was dating her. She has matured. She just doesn't see it. It's kind of like when you spend a lot of time uh, working out and dieting and then you don't see any change. And then, like, somebody sees you that hasn't seen you for, like, six months and goes, wow, you lost a lot of weight. And it's like the, inc- the change is so incremental that you don't notice it happening because it's happening to you. Kind of like, you know, how we gradually age and don't notice the signs of us gradually aging when she joined nerve she had to like make excuses about like why she was there she thought she was there because she wanted to do something that wasn't like her dad she wanted her dad work for nerve she's like god damn it i have to come up with another excuse as to why i'm here it's the fucking angels fuck them masato is lost she's just she's just like most of us who are doing who are just kind of living and don't know what the fuck they're doing don't know who they are masato is the most relatable character in this whole show kaji's not having her dog herself though so he's like he kisses her to make her knock it off because he noticed that she's wearing heels he he talks about change and that you know he's an ever-changing person uh, earlier on in the thing so maybe there's a chance for him maybe he's not so much like her dad and maybe she has less conflicted feelings about her dad than she thought who knows but kaji is gentlemanly takes her home puts her in her own bed there's a scene earlier in the episode where asuka's like i got a date with a med student also masato just doesn't even care about this she's like yeah whatever and she's like can i wear your like lavender perfume and she's like no that's for adults and something else that misato kind of goes i'm an adult you're a kid i can wear this sexy perfume that's all over kaji later on in the episode where she gets pissed off that kaji has the perfume all over him because that can only mean one thing it, no no asuka it also means that he carried her home on his back because she was drunk jealousy makes you think crazy things so she thinks immediately the worst thing she has this really sad crush on kaji but you know you were that happens with when we're teenagers sometimes we have crushes on dudes that are way older like there's so many girls that like the, the dudes in one direction even though they're like they're like 10 years older than them but they're still like oh my god the guys from one direction i have no idea what their names are but you know what i mean this is just the typical teen shit but uh, she takes it a little bit more seriously because kaji's been in her life the grown-up perfume is another evidence of maturity but it's perfume so maybe it's just masking her own immaturity with maturity is what masato's doing also before before she gets home because she's bored asuka's like hey shinji we should make out for fun because it'll be a blast it'll be a hoot 
let's do some experimenting. Nobody's around, and Shinji's like, um, you don't just kiss because you're bored. But fine, whatever. I'm not, I'm, I'm a man. She kisses him, and this is something that they changed uh, only in tone in the, in the Netflix dub. They changed Asuka's tone to make her sound a lot more playful and a lot less annoyed with Shinji, a lot more playful with him. Which is like, why would you change her personality like that? I don't understand what you get out of that as a change. But whatever. Uh, she kisses him and then almost kills the boy because she fucking plugs up his nose while she's kissing him because his no his breathing tickles her again shows her immaturity right and then she rushes to the bathroom to like wash her mouth out because she's like ugh this is not something you do when you're bored she kind of asuka has leveled up in maturity <laughs> if only a little bit also yeah asuka also the shit she says shit that comes out of her mouth sometimes like she's like oh, are you just are you not in the mood because you went to your mom's grave today it's like asuka what the fuck the episode goes further and we have ray in a t- the tube is connected to a spine and you're like uh excuse me what the fuck is that nobody says anything about it we just have gendo oddly and eerily glaring at the inside of the tube and ray ray is like not in class because she's too busy being in a tube with a spine above it what are you doing gendo what is the plan here also um we have kaji like snooping around and doing his spy thing and masato catches him in the act and he's like okay cool but this is what you're stopping me from checking out and he opens a door and it's, you know, a grotesque monster that's stabbed with that bident that we saw earlier. Pinned here, also nailed to a cross. Why is it a cross? Symbolism. You know, Gendo is nothing but a uh, romantic. And this is Adam, is what we're told. Also, Adam, Adam's eyes, if they look familiar to you, are, I do believe, Sele's logo. There's a bunch of little legs hanging from the bottom of uh, Adam here, and it's kind of fucked up. And you're like, what's that? Why is that happening? Why is that like that? This is fucked. Masato freaks out the uh, original dub. In the Netflix dub, she kind of just is upset. Excuse me, what? And then it's just, Fly Me to the Moon starts playing and takes you completely out of the mood. And you're like, whoa, 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 get back here. Speaking of Fly Me to the Moon, Fly Me to the Moon plays during the scene where Kaji kisses Masato. The Netflix dub has silence there. What a way to kill that moment. What a way to kill that scene. Ugh terrible you butchered that stub you massacred my boy thanks for actually sticking around whoever actually listens to this not very many people give two hoots about these but i'm glad that if you are checking this out on netflix that you're kind of coming in and double dipping here with me so that you know like oh this is what they changed i try not to complain too much about it but i try to just compare it uh even though it's just me complaining but i'm trying here uh but i want you definitely guys i want you guys to definitely kind of experience it a little bit what it was like on the original dub before netflix massacred my boy thanks for listening and for real man thanks for checking these out give it a like make my day give this a like or reblog it share it with your friends uh, who are watching the netflix dub and would maybe want to know what the old one was like thanks for listening